When I was seven years old, my mother gave me a book called The Walls of Windy Troy. It was about Heinrich Schliemann and his search for the ruins of ancient Troy, written just for children. After reading it, I announced that I was going to be an archaeologist. Later, when I was in junior high and high school, I read John Lloyd Stevens's Incidents of Travel in Yucatan and C.W. Sayram's Gods, Graves, and Scholars, which cemented my desire. The stories of finding lost cities in the jungle and uncovering ancient civilizations were mesmerizing. In college, I declared my major in archaeology just as soon as I could. And when I graduated, my mother again gave me the book about Schliemann that had started it all 14 years earlier. I still have it in my office at George Washington University today. I'm not alone in being fascinated by archaeology. It's pretty clear that a lot of other people are as well. This is evidenced by the success of the Indiana Jones movies and in the burgeoning television documentaries that air almost every night on one channel or another. I've lost track of the number of times that someone has said to me, you know, if I weren't a uh, fill-in-the-blank with doctor, lawyer, nurse, accountant, Wall Street financier, etc., I would have been an archaeologist. Most people, however, have little or no idea what's involved. Maybe they imagine searching for lost treasures, traveling to exotic locales, and meticulously digging using toothbrushes and dental tools. It's usually not like that at all, and most archaeologists are nothing like Indiana Jones. I've been going on archaeological expeditions almost every summer since I was a sophomore in college, more than 30 field seasons in all over the past 35 years. Because of where I've worked, primarily in the Middle East and Greece, most people consider me to be an old-world archaeologist. But I've also excavated in California and Vermont in the United States, which is considered the new world in archaeological terms. I've been able to participate in a variety of interesting projects, including Tel Anafa, Megiddo, and Tel Cabri in Israel, the Athenian Agora, Boeotia, and Pylos in Greece, Tel El Mascuta in Egypt, Paleocastro in Crete, Katarat es Samra in Jordan, and Ios Demetrios and Paphos in Cyprus. Most of those are sites or regions that almost nobody except archaeologists has ever heard of, except perhaps the Agora in downtown Athens and Megiddo in Israel, which is biblical Armageddon. I can tell you for a fact that digging at those sites is nothing like in the movies. People often ask me, what's the best thing you've ever found? In response, I tell them, petrified monkey's paw. It happened on my very first overseas excavation during the summer after my sophomore year in college. I was digging at the Greco-Roman site of Tel Anafa in the north of Israel on a project run by the University of Michigan. One day, about mid-morning, it was getting really hot and I was starting to worry about sunstroke. Just then, my little patiche, or digging hammer, hit an object at such an angle that the piece flew straight up in the air turning over and over before it landed again. While it was still in midair, I noticed that it was green and thought, in a bit of a daze because of the heat, hey, it's a petrified monkey's paw. By the time it landed, I had come to my senses. What would a petrified monkey's paw be doing in northern Israel? Sure enough, when I examined it closely, it turned out to be a Hellenistic bronze furniture piece in the shape of the Greek god Pan the one with horns on his head who goes around playing on the double pipes. It would probably have been attached to the end of a wooden arm of a chair, 
but the wood had disintegrated long ago, and so only this bronze piece was left where I was digging. It was green because the bronze had turned that color during the two thousand years that the piece had been lying in the ground, waiting for me to find it. We carefully brought it out of the field, drew it, and photographed it, so that it could eventually be published. I didn't see it again for almost thirty years, until I just happened to run across it in a museum at the University of Haifa, where it was on loan from the Israel Museum in Jerusalem.